You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 341. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, friends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is bookkeeping software that I have loved using for what seems like an eternity now. It is so great for people that need to take care of their bookkeeping and track their expenses and do all of the regular tasks that go with having a business, but want to enjoy it as much as all the other fun things they do with their company as well. Or maybe you do love bookkeeping yourself and find it aligning itself. I find it aligning because of FreshBooks and the way they've set up their system and their user interface the way it's so easy for myself and our team and the accountant and bookkeeper to all go in and be able to access everything that's needed at each person's appropriate level and what they need to see, what they don't need to see, for me to send invoices to people and be able to see if they view the invoices or not, whether they've just been sent but unviewed, et cetera. It's just so easy, simple, fun, pretty. It's all the things I would want to have in bookkeeping and I really, truly would not be still talking about it if I didn't love it and really think that would be my recommendation for you if you are looking to love your bookkeeping software as well. If you want to try it for free for 30 days, head over to freshbooks.com lively and enter the words, the lively show in the, how did you hear about us section? All right, guys, today's episode. Hello, I'm talking to you. Last week we skipped the show. I didn't know what to share, what to say. And even now I just have really been in an interesting experience. Those that follow me on Instagram would also know right now I haven't been sharing there either. I have been kind of unplugging from a lot of the world lately. COVID obviously kind of kicked that all off for so many of us with uh, the quarantining and so forth. And now things are opening in many parts of the United States and other places in the world too. So everybody's kind of in some kind of sense of the new normal, whatever that is for whatever area of the world you're in. So wherever you are, hello, I love you. I hope you're doing really well given everything that's happening in the world all together. There is just so much going on. And right now there's been a lot of deep, deep, deep introspection in my own life. And I thought I would share this. Last year I took a long break from the show. And I, like I said before and have said before, I dropped the mic and that was the appropriate thing at the time. It helped me break the idea and the notion that I had to say or predict or share anything. It was like, well, that's all story. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do that. So I just let myself be with what was the releasing of 200 beanbags or emotional beanbags as I like to nickname or call them. So that was the time and the frame of reference that I had back then. Now there seems to be, and I don't know how long this will be. I don't know if I'll be back next week with a totally new perspective and lease online. I don't know if I'll be back in a few weeks, next month, next year. God knows. I mean, maybe never. I mean, anything's on the table at this point. I am living in the now more than I've ever lived in the now before. And there in the last few weeks, and especially the last, yeah, let's say like five to six weeks, I've been having experiences of what you could say a non-dual perception of going beyond the mind and seeing this reality from this vantage point that I've been studying and learning the mystics talk about for so long. And it's kind of like the way I described it to Annie Francoeur, who channels the collective. I just sent her a voice note and said, it kind of feels like I'm laying on the ground under a tree 
and there's a ton of leaves on the tree, but the sun is shining above the tree. And so every now and then the wind will hit such that the leaves and the branches will sway and the light will pour and they'll hit, it'll hit my face and it'll hit my eyes. And then the leaves move and the wind moves and then it's like I, the shade resumes. So there's kind of these like dappled light hitting my face kind of moments where this perception is occurring, but it's not in a maintained state. So there's kind of this weird undoing of myself. I'm now realizing I'm in what we could call the dream or the waking up is experienced within the dream of this reality, but it's not in a steady place. And so I myself am having this weird kind of like, who am I? What am I? I feel like a little bit, I think it was Britney Spears that had that not a girl, not yet a woman kind of thing. I feel a little bit like that when it comes to like, what is this reality? And there are moments where I have such clarity and this cohesive awareness that's coming through my experience. And then the mind just covers it all up like those leaves in the trees. And it's just like the cloud or the leaves do not put out the sun as A Course in Miracles would say it's still there always shining but my perception of that level of perception of awareness isn't yet maintained and that's okay I know that my mind can't force it to happen but I can allow it to happen and what I've noticed is the more inward and the more I kind of in some ways withdraw I'm not in an ashram in you know the Himalayas I'm not in India I'm not doing this actually Dory the woman I'm staying at her house in her guest house there's such symbolism right now with my life because I'm literally staying in this dear woman's guest house who I love and it's so cute. I've actually redecorated it and just really enjoying it. And I kind of feel like even the way that this guest house is set up is so symbolic to my experience of what I'm experiencing in myself and also how I'm going through this experience in life right now obviously eons and thousands of years ago and even in contemporary times that's not to say people aren't still doing this they're going to take time out and really retracting from life and going to things like vipassana meditations or silent retreats or going to ashrams or monasteries obviously still people do find that path for them the appropriate one and other people are going through states of awakening and realization in full family life and in the chaos of you know totally plugged in life everybody's doing this and will do this in the way that's most appropriate and aligning for their journey, their inner voice, their soul, their human life. That is all aligned for every one. So everybody doesn't bloom in the same place. Flowers bloom all over the world and different types of flowers, different experiences of consciousness will bloom in the ways that are best for them. Obviously, we've seen that the soul of Jess Lively playing out in this reality has meant four years of travel, despite the mind's desire not for that to be the case. And also COVID happening, which was obviously the mind's not desire. But the flow of all of this has left me here in this beautiful little guest house. And what I'm seeing is I'm kind of an example of blooming consciousness. The human of Jess and the story of Jess's character is kind of, Tori called it the Himalulus. <laughs> the way the guest house is functioned here on the property is there's the big house where Dory and her husband live. And then there's this little bridge type structure from the big main part of the house it was built in like the 1930s, I believe. I don't know when the new addition that I'm staying in was made. It's not a part of the original 1930s house. Later on, one of the owners after that point built this little guest house structure. When they did it on the property, they put a little bridge over to this guest house. 
it's on the same property, but there's no walls that connect it to the main house in any way. And it butts up to a nature preserve. So on the left side of me, as I'm sitting on the bed recording this, I have the house and I have Honolulu and I have Waikiki and I have the ocean right there, which is a beautiful, wonderful setup the way it is. And especially for Hawaii and essentially besides the downtown of Honolulu, I'm in one of the most busy commercial places. You know, it's not like Kauai or Maui or more of the smaller islands. I'm pretty much easily accessible, constantly walking to the Whole Foods and the Ward District and everything. I'm very plugged into the ability to walk to the major places in Honolulu in terms of like the mass culture. So I'm like not that far from malls and like regular quote unquote American life in that sense. It's not like I'm out in Kauai and a little cottage away from all of humanity. It's still very plugged in in the concept of as much as you can be plugged in in Hawaii. But at the same time, this little guest house is butting up to this nature preserve, which has no neighbor in my immediate vicinity. My view is just trees and birds. And I have been spending so many hours staring at the trees and the birds. And that sounds very peaceful. And it is. It's kind of become at some days it's a choice and it's a joyful aligning. And some days I'm so exhausted that it is literally all I can muster the energy to do. So I'm either on beautiful walks, which I love, and it's a lot of time with myself and listening to spiritual teachers like Eckhart Tolle, etc. And then also I'll get tired or the energy will plummet through the midday and I'll just be staring at the trees and the wind and the birds. It's been joyful, but also sometimes literally all I can do or I'll have the energy to do as this teeter-tottering into these different perceptions is occurring in me. And so I was telling Dory about that. I was like, gosh, I feel like I'm half in Honolulu and half in like the Himalayas because I can go down and do walks and go to the Whole Foods or go to the, you know, like the more normal quote unquote, like I have my laptop, for example, fixed at the Apple store. So I could walk to the Apple store. So it's really beautiful that I, as a someone that doesn't drive cars, can do that. I can walk and have access to all of those places that are, you know, very, normal life in a most big city type of way. But then I have this like little nature preserve and I have these little red vented beeboos. I call them beeboos. They're bilbles, boobles. They're actually one that's staring at me right now on the chair outside the door. I love them. They've had a little family growing here and I've just been able to get to know them. It's been amazing. So I'm living between worlds, half kind of in the totally unplugged nature world and then half like going to the Apple store, going to Whole Foods. So kind of half my day is completely like a city life type of day. And the other half is kind of like, I'm so far from any human. I just, it's me, the birds and the wind and the trees. And Dory made a little joke. She's like, it's like you're in the Himalulus, like the Himalayas and the Honolulu at the same time. So I love the name Himalulu as a little made up way. But this is kind of the way I'm experiencing life right now is literally internally and externally, half in the world and half unplugged from it. And the world being the humans and the mind and normal consciousness. So unplugging from Instagram in the last few weeks has actually been something that has also enabled me to be able to just go deeper into myself. So I haven't been sharing and it's been so sweet to get the messages. I do sometimes look at direct messages just to be able to see if anything is in there. But I, while the laptop was being fixed, I had started using the desktop version of Instagram as a way of still being able to check in on direct messages and comments and stuff, but not be, I used to be on Instagram like 
I don't even know how many times a day, to be honest with you, 100 maybe. I don't know. I do, I've popped on there all the time and it used to be a deep joy for me, but it's actually been so helpful and I never would have imagined it to be so helpful for me in my journey, in my process to unplug from social media as a way of going deeper within my awareness. So I don't know if that means forever I'm never going to be on Instagram ever again, or if that just means that eventually it'll be aligning to do so, maybe in the way I used to, maybe in a new way that I don't even know to imagine right now, but just know like I do or did love Instagram, but right now the alignment is in these little Himalulu moments or weeks. It's just been to be able to go into world as needed, like groceries and to do life in that sense, but also to be able to come into this sense of stillness, the sense of being, the sense of awareness in its purest form. Now, of course, even to even get me just lively to this point was quite interesting. If you followed me on Instagram, for example, and saw my little post May, May was my four-year anniversary of being on the road, if you will, and traveling and selling the house and all the furniture from years ago. And if you read that message that I shared, I was very real. I wasn't trying to sugarcoat it. I was like, gosh, the human mind of Jess knew four years ago that she'd still be single traveling the world to be honest, especially back then, was like, I don't know that she would have said yes to actually selling the house and the furniture, which I know for some people, like let's say Zodiac sense, like the Sagittariuses that love, or just people that love the adventure of life and travel and fun and like that, that sounds like a wonderful thing. But for the Libra Jess of like totally wanted a house and a family and all those things that came with that, this was like that Jess's worst nightmare <laughs> was to be living alone unendingly, seemingly unending for four years out of a suitcase. So just never have been what she would have wanted. But even letting go of that character who was feeling that way and to let go of that part of my identity and persona and mind that was so attached to having that reality and watching that fade within my reality and experience as the awareness, like I was saying, is like kind of peeking through dappled light coming through the tree Oh, all of that tension is just being released. Like there's just no more stress or struggle on that. Now, of course, if I get some partner in the future, like I'll be able to really see if that's true or not. But right now there's a deep sense of peace with being still, even though the previous me would have been like, please trade me your life. Or so many of you I know that are listening, for example, have potentially families or children. I know that's a lot of people do, and especially a lot in our community, which has always been like the Jess characters, like, can I trade you? Can I, can I have that? And I know that the grass is always greener. It doesn't mean anything. Every soul is going in the path that is right for them. And I too am on the right path for me, even if it wasn't what the mind of Jess would have chosen earlier than now. But now I'm getting on board, like the Jess is on the train, on the inner voice train, <laughs> on the uh, soul train, fine with where it is. And and just allowing things to unfold. So sharing with you guys every week right now, like I said, could totally happen in a way that I don't expect right now or have an inkling about. So maybe I'll be here next week and go, psych, this is not just saying goodbye. This is just coming back with a new perspective. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I just know that right now, the ability to keep going deep in these little Himalulus, like there's rarely an opportunity in humanity where we've ever seen something like COVID happen, where quarantine across a world occurred. So that was like a huge stripping away of a lot of patterns for all of us and including myself to this travel life that I had been 
having for so long. And yes, of course, I like not traveling constantly. So there's a benefit to that and a beauty to that. But I didn't imagine like staying in Dear Dory's guest house for three to five months of my life either. Instead of being out traveling to, let's say, London or Bali or, you know, being able to be in Australia. So this wasn't what the character of Jess necessarily would have expected like so many of us would have not expected this but then it's kind of like snowballed it's kind of like well now that we've done the covid thing and the quarantine thing and now that i've pulled back and pulled back and pulled back and more and more has been released it's kind of like let's do it let's just see what happens at least for now for this time period i'm very curious to see what happens when i really do just let it all go and just see what occurs with all of this said inner voice facilitator training for those that want to do inner voice sessions you can for sure head over to jesslively.com you can go find the inner voice facilitator directory and work with someone to do an inner voice session if you haven't already and you want to try that by all means they're all listed there it's a beautiful new website we have the bundle of my previous courses. If you're curious about Flow with Intention or C-School or any of that, that's all there. So I love that the site is all active and shiny and new in its beautiful new way. And also the foundation's new website and the foundation, the well-being pages have tons of free resources for you. If you haven't checked that out yet, please do. The community, there's so many people that have volunteered their specialties to help people and uplift that you can go enjoy and connect with more people through that. So if you want to use that, by all means. And then of course we have Emotional Wellbeing Brigade, which is fantastic. We have a new round of grantees getting grants to do hypnotherapy. We have more people that we're serving than ever before in different types of traumas and experiences that we're helping them release through the RTT hypnotherapy sessions that are given for free through the EWB. So I love that, and Nishi's doing an amazing job as a director of that program and just doing such a great job to have all of these things continue. So these are all still things you can keep doing in our voice session. You can keep doing the foundation in terms of like the free RTT or doing the well-being pages, resources, and the free experiences that are being given there. So just because I'm going kind of quiet for whatever, a few days, a few weeks, a few months, I don't know, just because I'm doing that doesn't mean that there's still not like the community itself to dive into. And that I think is a wonderful thing. What I've realized is there's a lot of people that are realizing that we're kind of the oneness of us as a consciousness as a species even just as humanity it's really cool there's a lot of people that are realizing that we're all kind of if we're little water droplets we're essentially all the ocean and so it's amazing and as a drop of that ocean water that i am i'm really exploring and feel my inner voice like it's almost like a pulling like a when you were little i don't know if people are going to remember this but when i was little in ohio they had this thing you could put a penny at like a grocery store or certain places and it was like a big funnel like a three foot wide funnel and you could put a penny or a quarter or a dime on the edge of this big round plastic funnel i remember it being yellow the one that i remember when i was little and you could put the coin on the side and then it rolls and rolls and rolls around the edges of this funnel and then it eventually goes into the middle and it gets trapped in the middle and whoever <laughs> i guess you kind of give the money to whatever this funnel thing is for so anyways i feel like my soul is like funneling me funneling me funneling me it has been for a while i've just been on the ride of going around those rings and it's like, yeah, I'm just allowing it to take me in. And what I sense is that it's taking me into that realization or experience or perception of reality where I realize as a drop of water in the ocean that I'm also the ocean in a drop. 
So there's that shift from going, I'm just a drop of water in the ocean. And so I need all my other buddies around me to come with me and change the world with me kind of thing to now going, wait, wait, wait. I'm the ocean in a drop. But that shift of perception means the mind persona, the just character persona has to shift out of its own centrality, a central focus to become ancillary to the awareness that I am that is the whole ocean and allowing the awareness that I am to come through the character of Jess. I have no idea if this is going to happen quickly, slowly, or what will happen, but I can see, like I said, the dappling of light is coming through, but then it's like pretty quickly shaded back over by leaves in the wind. And it's like, oh, yeah, just kidding. It's not really just kidding. It's just, they don't go away, those insights, but the perception doesn't always stay. And I just kind of like, all right, let's do it. If this is what you want me to do, I'm not going to like mentally resist and mentally stay away. COVID stuff's happened. That was shocking and unexpected enough. And then all the things that have happened since then have also been extremely intense. And so I'm just like, all right, let's do it. If this is the where this drop being me and the soul of me and my awareness is coming through and this is what it's calling me to is to this stillness, this being, this kind of Himalulu life where I'm I'm doing it halfway in, halfway out of normal reality. Not all the way in, not all the way out. Not completely out of like running the company. Yes, I talk to Nishi and Michaela, our manager of the company, almost daily during the week. But then I, I'm not like totally out in the world doing shows necessarily every single week either. So it's kind of this hybrid life. Like how do we do this kind of in nature, totally kind of just letting your essence be with itself, but also still having connections to a few people on the planet. Right now it's really just Dory, her husband, the buddy of mine that's living below, a friend that's staying also in this guest house. There's like two units of the guest house. So I'm in one and then another friend is in another one. So it's just kind of like, this is my world right now. And yes, I can talk to a few friends and a few family members, but it's really, my life is pretty small and very simple right now. As a lot of people's lives have gotten kind of sometimes smaller and simpler with COVID, but I'm just in it to see what happens. And just, it's just been interesting to watch that little funnel of like the swirling in the, in the circles around and around and around the, the vortex, basically, if you will, of my soul spinning the consciousness and the character of Jess in these circles. It's just like, drop that and that and that and that. And even your blessed Instagram, drop that too, at least for now, to just be able to go within. And I also have to say on this comment is if anyone else is feeling like this is happening in their own experience hopefully this is just a nice me too I'm going through it too it's okay we're doing this if this is what we need like as I watch the ocean on these walks I notice that uh, especially around the surf areas you can see the waves break and so you see these sets of waves where it's like one wave and then a few meters like 10 to 30 meters behind another wave and then another wave and so what you notice is like if we are all the ocean as this example I was saying earlier some of the water droplets are at the top of a wave and some of them are at the bottom of a wave, right? Like, so there's like the cresting and like the surfers are catching those big waves as they're breaking. And then there are other parts, the troughs in between the waves, the low parts, right? With the inner voice, it's obviously so helpful because it helps to guide you if you're not in mental awareness of what's next or what's the right move for you. You can just ask your inner voice and it'll guide you as best you can to help your mind catch up with what wave or what part of the wave you're in. But my droplet of water right now, for example, is in a 
Oh, I love this actually. It's coming even clearer. Okay, like at the bottom of the point of a wave. So like in between two big high tops of waves, like the cresting, the water and the swooshing and the the surf wave that the guys and the girls are all catching. Like after that wave, there's this big lull, this low point. I can tell that my drop of water, the essence of me, is in that part of the wave, not the high part. And what I love, love, love is, for example, Michaela on our team, our manager. God bless you, Michaela. Hello, I love you. She is in a high point. Her energy is so stable and so high and so able to run our company so well. She's like a drop of water, consciousness just like me, but she's at the high point of the wave of her, so her droplet of water, so set a different place in the ocean. And it's not a good or bad, it just is, like she's in this really stable, high place where she's able to be very external and very stable and high and external, which is great. And our team has benefited so much from this. I love it too, it's so great to be able to talk to her. And I can be in this low point, and it doesn't mean emotionally high or low, That's not required in this analogy, but she's just got this energy to go out there in the world and be doing her work in the world in this external way where I'm going and feeling very called to go deep into the depths of me, into myself. And that doesn't mean she's not going through her own journey too, but this is where my consciousness's energy is going deep down, 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 down into myself, into releasing even more of me than I, the character of Jess that I ever thought I even could release. And That's the beauty is that all people are not in the crest of a wave. Not every drop of the ocean is in one giant, massive tidal tsunami wave without any other water anywhere else. The waves come in sets. So some people are at a place of a cresting and they're really able to go out there in the world and make great change. They're able to be very visible and they're able to go change the world or do whatever they need to do. And their alignment, their soul's energy, their consciousness is a part of that wave that's out there to be in the world. And there are other parts of the ocean that are in between a wave. That doesn't mean they're not going to be cresting and they're not going to be in a wave in some future moment. But in this exact example, in this moment for me as an example, I'm in the low part, in between. And what that needs is and is for is the rest, the ebb and the flow of life, the in and breath and the out breath. I'm in the exhale. Like that's a phase that I'm in right now. Just my consciousness is going in that direction. And if I fight it, it will feel very uncomfortable. But if I flow with it, something new will occur because I won't stay stuck in this false sense of mental reality saying that I should, should, should be, be, be doing, doing, doing something that my inner voice is not calling me to. It would be way too against the flow energetically, I think I'm just going to note this in case this is useful for anybody. <laughs> I don't know when the last next time I'll talk to you guys is. So just share anything in case it's useful for you. Of course, like a buffet, take what you like, leave the rest. But just know that as you keep dropping things like emotional bean bags, and you keep releasing and releasing and releasing as the mind to the egoic persona sense of self as a separate sense of self of Jess Lively or whatever your character name might be, as we keep dropping the neural nets and the perception of ourselves as that small character of the human XYZ, whatever you are. For me, I'll say Jess Lively. As Jess Lively, the character gets more and more unplugged from what she thinks she is. That character gets weaker, right? If you keep unplugging all the things, let's say Jess, the character, the mind, mental persona, the egoic persona of Jess had 200 
I'm just making up this stuff just to give the example. 200 persona, personality traits. I could say this is Jess. Jess is these 200 things. She likes chocolate for breakfast. She likes alignment. She likes Abraham Hicks. She likes going to Australia, et cetera, right? We can make all the lists. I probably could have made a ton of differentiators of what made up Jess Lively, the character. But as I've unplugged and unplugged, on route this one and this one and this one, that that doesn't mean I can't have the preference for some of those things, but I'm not attached to those things being what I am. So I don't have to be in Australia, although I would love to be there. I don't have to be there. I would, you know, of course the character would have the preference for having the family or the partner, but I don't have that. And now that's not an attachment. I'm okay. I feel good and safe and solid without that being a part of my life. I'm far more now fascinated by the dappled light that's showing through than that other reality that I used to be so tied and attached to. So as the attachments and the personality traits become more like preferences and become softer and more fluid and some of them just totally break and you're just like, wow, I used to think I hated mussels. Like for example, little mussels with bread and butter and white wine sauce at restaurants. I never had them when I was married and when I was dating my X. For five years, I never, I don't even know if I had them before that, but I remember I never ate mussels with him ever, 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 ever. And he liked them. So he would get oysters or mussels whenever we'd go out and I would never eat one. I never even let it touch my tongue because why? I said I didn't like them, but had I even eaten one or had one? I don't even know. Maybe not more than twice in my whole life before that. But once we broke up and once I was traveling the world, I remember being in Amsterdam and Portugal years ago, four years ago. And I was eating mussels and I was eating oysters. I'm like, these are great. Why did I never eat them before? Just because the persona of Jess said that she didn't eat them. There was no other reason. I made up excuses, but it was really just the persona didn't eat them. And then the persona decided to eat them. Some of those like preferences of what you think you are just totally get reversed. I used to think I wasn't a cat person. Now I'm more interested in cats as I walk around and see them in the island than I am dogs. So who knew? What I think I was doesn't always stay the same. And so it shifts or softens really. And as you shift and soften and unplug and just that persona becomes weaker and weaker because it has maybe now like 25 things it still defines itself by, it's still attached to rather than 200. Going against the inner voice or the flow of your consciousness becomes harder and harder for 25, you know, neural nets of Jess to fight the consciousness than 200 neural nets that create this false persona. So what I notice, and you may notice this shift in yourself or already have noticed it, is that I might just be Captain Obvious right now, just saying what you've already noticed, is that it gets harder and harder to go against the flow of your consciousness, your inner voice, your soul, as a persona of a mind concept character. Because as that character breaks down and weakens its sense of self as this individuated, super hard lined thing. This is who I am. And you're defining your I amness to 2,200, 2,000 different characteristics. As you break those down, there's just less of the you character to fight the inner voice consciousness that's rising within you. And so that's what feels very prevalent in my life now is that it's too much work to go against the wherever my beingness wants to be. And there's still also the recognition now that the Jess character would like to be in alignment with that being, whatever that might be. So 
Anyways, I don't know if that was useful for you or not, but hopefully something in that was worthwhile. I'm going to trust that somebody here maybe benefited from hearing that. And that's okay. And that's a gift of those trough moments are beautiful in the ocean. If you're in that well and you're in that low point, it's not a low necessarily emotionally. And it could feel emotionally low by all means. There's nothing wrong with emotionally low too. I've had tons of emotionally low um, experiences lately as I've been watching the high and lows of emotion over and over again, up and down, up and down, up and down. As I'm going deeper than the duality of emotion, what I find is it's also very easy to let go of the high emotion, which is so funny for Jess Lively to say, right? The Jess character is really breaking down, you know, and she says something like she's not going for the highest emotion possible, a la all of the conversations around law of attraction and everything. Of course, I still look for what feels the best. I wouldn't go against my intuition on any sense or inner voice on anything, but the high seeking of the highest point of emotion and ratcheting up how happy and high happy, you know, emotionally can I get? To let go of that was rather easy. It's easy to let go of trying to be happy or doing things that would make yourself happy. But when you're going deeper than happy highs or the sad lows, when you're trying to get out of the emotional cycle and go deeper than that, what I'm finding, and I'm just like totally not telling you or teaching. This is not teaching Jess mode. This is Jess in her current now reality, learning and growing in her own experience mode. So I'll maybe have more to share on what this experience is like as I have more experience with it. But what I've noticed in the last few weeks is I've seen the emotional <sighs> constant pendulum going back and forth, back and forth between that duality. As I'm going and experiencing beyond the duality of emotion, what has happened is that the the low emotions are showing up and the beanbags, more emotional beanbags and more emotional lows because those wire in the brain and are harder to get rid of. You can get rid of the happier ones. They can still surface, but they're, in my experience lately, the emotional highs. That doesn't mean that peace and the sense of what the non-dualist or the enlightened people speak about, that they say it's bliss or joy or whatever. Those are beyond the emotion. So that experience isn't fully being held in my reality. What I'm finding a lot of times is just kind of like the emotions are showing up to be seen processed in awareness, like release that process and like, let's go make a big story about it, but like seen, beanbagged and released over and over again. So it's more just dealing with all that other stuff that before when I was seeking and finding alignment, emotionally speaking so much, this was just like, I can't even believe this is the Jess that you're hearing talk to you. It's not the Jess. It's it's the awareness coming through the character known as Jess. But yeah, the Jess character used to be so attached to emotion. And so now even that alignment, high alignment Jess character that's like one of those examples that it's like breaking down like that no longer it feels too heavy a burden to bear but until it hit this point it was the path of least resistance it was the path of most alignment it was what the path that brought me to this point where this is now the experience that I'm choosing and also it's just occurring through me more and more and more and this is becoming the new experience even the mind thinks it wants, I guess. <laughs> the mind can only think it's not real. But it's even choosing to see what is this like to live beyond the duality. That doesn't mean I'm ever going to necessarily experience beyond all emotion forever. It just means I'm, I just don't want my reality to be so emotionally driven. I am curious to see what it's like when it's experienced from the deeper place that some people call peace or joy, etc. 
So anyways, all of this to say, these are the things that I'm exploring more deeply within myself. If you're curious on inner voice facilitator training, um, we're still not sure exactly when that will occur. Of course, my mind, the jazz mind wants to be able to tell you like, this is when it's happening and we can plan weeks ahead. And maybe that will occur. I don't know. Right now, I can tell at least the story in the mind of Jess. The preference is that we could do it maybe in August to mid-September. I'm not sure if that will happen, but we'll keep you guys posted whether I come here on the show to tell you guys or not, or if it's through email. If you're not on the email list, you can join us at JessLively.com so you can find out that way. Maybe the team will go into Instagram or maybe I'll feel like be on Instagram and I can go in there and, and share about the details for it. So if your intuition is leading you to the inner voice, Oh, what a gift, what a gift, especially during these times. And actually, just to say this before I wrap up, for anybody, if a meteorite strikes the planet or some other global insane situation occurs, because 2020, as we all know, has been such an incredibly deep time in so many ways, emotionally, physically, relationally, in so many different ways. If you guys are wondering what I would say if a meteorite strikes the planet, if all the glaciers melt in one day and we're flooding the planet, like please, if you want and are curious on what I could share, or even with the most recent stuff that's been happening in the protests in the United States, please go into your inner voice for the guidance that's right for you on any and every single topic in your life. When you can remember and you have the courage or the choice and you choose to accept that, please go into your inner voice. The inner voice is that wise part of you. It is that enlightened part of you. It is the non-dual part of you. It's the part of you that understands all the things at the higher level in echelon than the mind ever possibly could. So please, if you're looking for guidance, I know the world right now likes to talk and tell and speak and share, and that's all good. It all has its place. But the mind sharing from minds to more minds is still mental, and it's still at a limited perception. And the amazing thing is we don't have to just go to the channels and to the enlightened people for the non-mind perspective. You, if you've listened to the inner voice work we've done here on the show, if you've done an inner voice session, if you want to join as an inner voice facilitator in the future so we can help this grow, there is the blendability within us to experience ourselves as the mind and as the inner voice enlightened part of ourselves at the same time. We don't have to just have a full flip, like let's say, for example, Eckhart Tolle, where we go from full, what seems to be ego to like full enlightenment. We can use, like I have used for the last 10 years of my own personal life and so many people that have done inner voice training. I've even gotten amazing messages from the grads that have done the beta group training already from earlier this year and the few months ago. They've been saying, you know, the ability to connect to their inner voice during these times has been invaluable to them. And the same for me. It is so fascinating when you see how your mind wants to approach a situation versus how your inner voice actually guides you to deal with the situation. Sometimes they are leagues apart and sometimes they're exactly the same. But knowing how to go into that part of yourself is so powerful. So if you haven't already, like I said, there's so many ways. You could go to the YouTube for the lively show and listen to the segments if you want to see it done in the video form that we did. There's also the lively show podcast has many, many previous episodes on inner voice. So you can search the lively show and inner voice work and you can find tons of client sessions and examples of that there too, or do your own personal session with a recent grad, which like I said, we've had 30 people graduated and you can pick someone that your inner voice wants to work with. There's people around the world, so many different wonderful people to work with. So yeah, 
I love you. And just know this is kind of one of those examples of I love you so much. I would never come and just phone something into you. Like that's not ever what I could imagine doing. I trust my inner voice and my own essence that's creating my life so much to like bring me to the best right next thing for me. And I also feel the same is happening in your inner voice for you. So please use your inner voice to guide you. And I will come back to you when I feel like there is something that's the next right thing to do for this journey that we're on together for whatever length of time. I love when I told Nishi that I was feeling this way. She said, Jess, you know, she thought about it. She goes, Jess, last year when you took that big break, you did the one-on-one sessions and those snowballed into becoming inner voice sessions and those snowballed into inner voice facilitator training. She goes, a lot of times when you take these big, deep breaths and you take these exhales, you take these moments to go into yourself, it crests like that wave in the ocean I was seeing earlier. It looks like a lull. It's not really a lull. It's going deep to come and that wave, the momentum of that consciousness comes through and then crests into the top of a wave. And then I'll have something to share. So who knows what that may be through this, but I just know that this is a precious time for me to be in the now, whatever that is, and allow whatever my awareness wants to birth through me to come through what I call me. One of the other days I took a nap and I've been listening and merging with the inner voice more and more. And the shift of questioning went from, if you guys notice, if you do inner voice work, a lot of times you'll hear your inner voice call you a we. You can ask why it says we, if you hear the we instead of an I point of view. What I asked it was, what do we want me to do today? And I could tell there was like literally, actually, I almost want to cry as I say that. What do we want me to do today is actually the shift I think I'm making. Yeah, it's really emotional as I say that. What do we want me to do? Now you're like, that sounds insane. And yes, (laughs) I think there's like a, a strong correlation, but not causation to like multifaceted perception of self. So if the inner voice always says we, when you ask like, what should I do? Often, if the I is the mind asking the inner voice what it wants to do, the inner voice will reply in a we. It doesn't always, so don't like make that an assumption. It has to be, but if you do get that, there's nothing weird. It's very, very, very common. And you can ask your inner voice, like I said, a follow-up. Why do you say we? What does that mean for you? And you can get your inner voice's answer to you if you get that we type thing. But what I noticed the shift in myself was that I formed the question, what do we, which meant I as the inner voice, I was aligning the questioner, which is what do we want me to do today? Is like saying, what is the inner voice? And I as the inner voice along with the inner voice. So my awareness aligned with the inner voice want the me, what the character of Jess to do today. So instead of the Jess character playing like she was Barbara Walters interviewing the inner voice, what should I do today? I being Jess, the mind said, what do we, myself including myself as the inner voice, want me Jess Lively to do today. So that's the shift that's kind of occurring, but it's still very in its infancy. And so I just want to keep seeing what's on the other corner and around the bend. And of course, when it feels appropriate, I will be back to share. And until then, I love you guys so much. And if you're, if anything happens as crazy and insane in the planet that comes up next in 2020, please go into your inner voice, ask questions. What should I do with this situation? How do you view the situation inner voice? How would you like me to incorporate media? And how do you want me to take in the news around this situation? Whatever it might be. Do you want me to donate my resources or time to this situation? If so, how do you want me to do that? Please go to your inner voice for that. There's just so many people that are shooting on each other 
other when really that's okay. They're doing the best they can, but you have this place inside of you that can guide you and it's in alignment with the whole ocean. It knows it's the ocean in the drop, not just a drop in the ocean. So please go there if you've learned anything at all from this episode. Yeah, I hope that it's just a reminder that even on the big stuff, and as she was saying, Jess, it, she loved the COVID episode where I gave you guys a list of questions to ask your inner voice on COVID, which would be a great episode to go back to in the case of a new and very intense crisis on the planet, to go back to that episode from earlier, a few months ago, and just adapt the questions that I asked, but just put them to the new situation because the questions can be adapted universally to different scenarios. Like, how do you want me to handle it? How do you view it in her voice? What kind of media should I consume? What should I do with my time or resources to help? Should I be worried about X, Y, or Z, whatever people are saying we should be worried about? What do you want me to do in terms of actions to take? Do you want me to stop doing something, start doing something, et cetera? So you have all those answers inside yourself. And I just know that there's very few people saying that you have the authority inside of yourself, the enlightened part of you to go to at will, but you truly do. You truly do. You do. It's in you. It is you. The mind just needs to know that it can ask that part of itself for that guidance and have the courage to go into itself instead of outside of itself for answers. And then you can still also, when you hear how the world's adapting to the situation, ask your inner voice, how do you want me to handle people that might judge my actions in relation to how they're handling the situation, et cetera. Even that kind of stuff, you can still go into your inner voice to find this peace, the source of guidance. It loves you implicitly because it is you. It's the thing that's breathing you right now. It loves you so much. I do too. I'll see you whenever I see you. I love you. All is well, all is well, all is well. May something wonderful happen to you today. <laughs>